Young T.O., I want to welcome you to the show, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, as you all know, as we have one of the best from Vallejo, California, on the show here tonight. Just dropped a brand new, brand new album on my mom at Three Angels and Demons. How are you feeling, man? Yeah, I'm on my mom at Three Angels and Demons right now, man. Mm -hmm. I'm cooling. I ain't on nothing much. Chilling. Just chilling out. Now, why was this the one that you wanted to make a trilogy? When we look at the Carters with Little Wayne, he made the Carters into a trilogy. You have Nas slowly turning that with the King's Disease. He just dropped King's Disease 2. Why is this one, I'm My Mama, the one that you wanted to be the trilogy? Uh, Mainly because it was like my first, like, main, not my first project I put out, but like my first project that's like counted and like on all platforms and shit like that mm -hmm. and it's like my like original sound project like because i like to do all different kinds of shit so mm -hmm. usually when i come with the on oh, my mama that's how they know like okay this that original west coast to sound ineffable i'm that was a flip to nelly's loving me off of country grammar for surely crazy did you grow up on country grammar was that one of the albums that was heavy in your playlist in the rotations uh, I ain't gonna lie, as a youngin, you definitely had to know about Nelly and the Saint Lunatics and all that for sure. Most definitely, my uncle, uh, my uncle Ricky, he used to slap it heavily, like in his whip. Like every time I get on my dad's side, every time I get on his uh, in his car, he'd be off that Nelly. So yeah, I for surely heard it a lot coming up. Most definitely, I was just into music. Period. So I just heard all kinds of music growing up. And actually, your uncles was the one that introduced you to the music, really, because even when you're younger, you were hearing All Eyes on Me played. Play, Tupac was played around you a lot as well. Yeah, no, nah, most definitely. Um, my uncle, my uncle, and both my uncles, my uncle Lamont and my uncle G Rod, they both was into music. Like my uncle Lamont, he was like the rapper and stuff. Like he was the one rapping, and then my uncle G Rod, he did like all the beats and stuff like that. So that's really where I got my main influence from to like want to do it because I'm seeing them do it. So it's just making me want to do it. Is it fair to say when you think of Tupac, that Tupac is the most important hip hop artist of all time? In my opinion, he is because when you think of hip hop, he really is the face of hip hop, Tupac. Yeah, to me personally, I say so. Cause hold on right quick. You feel me? Um, just the stuff that he was talking about, like, and, and, and just what he stood for, you know, everybody be thinking it's just all about, like, some ignorant shit or just some gangster shit, but it's really some black shit, like, some struggle shit, some, some minority shit in America type shit. So it's really bigger than just the simple, the simplicity of it. But, you know, everybody... Some people see it like that. Some people don't. Some people only see one side. But if you really pay attention, he was really giving to you the full spectrum of the whole world for real. Mm -hmm. What made you think? Because when, when you talk about him talking about minorities and what was going on in America, we're talking about songs, Brenda's Got a Baby, Dear Mama. Then you get into the other songs where this is the thug life, Tupac. Why do you think he went that route? Do you think that Suge Knight kind of had some say into what had he kind of inspired the way he started moving into the thug life route? Would you say that was why? Nah, because he was on Thug Life before he met Suge. Like, he and Meg got on, like, some MOB type of time. But as far as Thug Life is concerned, that was way before Suge. That was me against the world. That was strictly That's for true. my niggas. That was way before Suge. So, I, yeah. 
I think you're right about that. And everyone, people that I ask about Tupac when they when he switched his theme, you kind of think about it. He really didn't, as you said, that he had it before with the me against the world. You saw that he always had that in him, that side of him. And but he, mm-hmm. he, his important message was the Brenda's got a baby and the dear mom. The thing changes most importantly, too. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the day, it's just like media play a big part in everything, too. Like if media only want to show you something or show you one thing, then that's just what they're going to show you. Ain't no they're not going to show everything else that you're doing behind the scenes if that's not what they want to do. We talk about the importance of Tupac, I think, and your, and your flip to Nelly's song, Loving Me. I think he played a big part in changing the hip-hop scheme because rappers sing and rapping. He kind of made that the way in a way. He made it popular. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Nelly definitely one of the uh, uh, original outside of, uh, like, Nate Dogg. That's right. Saying. Nate Dogg was another one. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Why did you choose the subtitle Angels and Demons? Why is that for this for I'm My Mama 3? Uh, Because um, I say like last year, 2020, like with all the shit that was going on, I really was going to drop a project called Angels and Demons for mm-hmm. real. Just because personally, everybody got their own beliefs and shit of what they think or how they feel or what get them through the world or whatnot. But it's just like, in my in my mind, this shit is just all like negative, positive, God, the devil, like, you feel me? You can't get one without the other. So it's just like accepting the good with the bad and just knowing they come as one instead of just trying to be one-sided with it. You gotta take both of them because it ain't no getting away from either one. I like how you went into the spiritual sense. Now, being an artist, and because everyone goes through their ups and downs in life, from just being a successful artist in this game, one of the best in the game, that is, how do you feel as though you can manifest the positive things that come in your life? And this is on the side of when we talk about angels, because we want the positives to come, even though we go through more, I'd probably say more negatives in life, because you have to grind out to where you want to be, and there's a lot of hardships in that. And at the end of the day, God sent his only begotten son to send the wild into the ways of the man. So you got to understand what Jesus came down here for was to turn this shit up. So we basically living in hell. If you really think about Mm it, like we pretty much living in it. So of course that then that's how you make your way to all the positive shit and all the good shit and all the, all that shit is if you get spiritual like you may not, you don't got to get religious with your shit or no shit like that. Like, or pick this baby, you go have to get spiritual to see a higher power, understand a higher power to not let all the negative shit affect you. If you don't want to just be getting high as fuck off drugs and using that to take away whatever it is you got going on. If you want to be able to face it yourself, then you're going to have to get connected with a higher power in order to, you feel me, maneuver through certain shit. Cause at the end of the day, you can't put your um, you can't put your faith in men. You can't put nothing in men because they always gonna let you down. And not men as in a man, but even women, just humans in general, like they always gonna let you down. You feel me? Like everybody got their own shit going on, and most majority of people in the world is more focused on themselves than everybody else. So they don't got enough time or understanding to be what you want them to be at all times that you want them to be to fulfill what you need fulfilled within yourself. You got to find that on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. A hundred percent. 
Man, but how was your 2020 and now into this year, you're dropping the album. How was your 2020? Because you were going to drop a project last year, which was Angels and Demons, but it ended up being I'm on my mom at three for this year. But how was your 2020 despite everything going on in the world? Because we still have COVID out here with this other variant going on, the De Delta one, and it's the numbers are get growing worse out here. Yeah, no, nah, most definitely. Um, I say last year, I ain't gonna lie, I was really, I was really, I was really, I just had got out my deal with Interscope last year. So pretty much I just been on my grind for real, just like figuring like, you know what I'm saying? All of this music industry shit out, like just like when it comes to distribution, marketing, just different little shit. I just been pretty much focused in, focused in on that because we ain't really, we ain't had no shows or no shit. We wasn't able to do shows and then so, and they just had to, figure all that out get put put mainly all my energy into that but now like that we in 2021 like shit starting to open back up a little bit i personally don't think shit sweet out here though because i've caught that shit that covid shit twice i had that shit once before before last year march before they like said that it was covid and all that shit like i had caught that shit and i was like moving shit some weird shit but i ain't know that it was covid until that shit came out or whatnot so when that shit happened i was chilling like when i was cooling like i wasn't fucking with nobody talking to nobody going out nothing because i already knew what the shit do like i knew it was real because i already had it so then um this year 2021 uh for 420 i had went to fuck with my nigga pac-man for 420 at this little signing thing thingy pop-up shop shit nigga smoking chilling whatever da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. i go to the little spot give me a burrito whatnot bouncing the uber get to where i'm going and i and i just start getting hella chills and shit like i just start being hella hot and cold at the same time so i'm like oh fuck then the next day i wake up and i still got it nigga sore as fuck nigga look coughing nigga like got the got that shit again so i'm like um oh, I, I ain't fucking with it man if i were you i'd stay trapped in where you are right now you might get it a third time with this the delta thing stay away from people man i'm, I'm man, telling you for sure everybody got to keep their mask on and social distance for sure and, and a lot of motherfuckers think it's sweet right now so a lot of people ain't wearing their mask and shit but no and they aren't and, and i think you're a testament to say you better better mask up and don't think that you can't get this again because you're actually the first person i've heard this from that's been on my show a lot of rappers that have been on the show have had it already you had it you're the first rapper to be on my show that had it twice this is the first yeah, time I, i've talked to someone that's had it twice which is insane yeah i had that shit twice for sure and i ain't gonna lie that shit get worse the next time because the first time i have chills and all that shit i just was sore as fuck like my back and like feel like the inside of my back like hella like like stiff or some shit like that but this time the nigga was out of there bro that shit was not smooth at all like that <laughs> that's shit. not good i definitely don't want it a third time because now they talking about the this this like Delta i don't know thing. i guess it's the same covid but it might be a different covid i don't know but somehow some way this shit didn't got more potent there like now it's affecting the young motherfuckers like at first it was just like the old people get sick all that now it's like hella young motherfuckers in the hospital just doing super bad. So it's just like, yeah, that shit's not it. 
Yeah, and performances. I, I, they're canceling concerts all over the place. I'm I'm hoping your your performances will still be on. You have some performances coming up this year or later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some shit coming up in October. I got this um, two festivals. I know I'm supposed to be probably at this um, festival in Tucson, Arizona. I think it's like the West Coast Music Festival. Then it's like this Welcome to the West Festival out here in like uh, California towards like LA, like in October. So yeah, hopefully that shit go smooth. Everything go good. I'm hoping uh, these cases keep growing. We're back to where we were last year. Now, did, did you, at this point, now that you've had it twice, did you get the vaccine? I ain't going to lie. Nah, because see, I don't, I don't, number one, I don't trust it, especially after that Johnson & Johnson shit went down. Then oh, another, yeah. another reason is because I seen on the news, on CNN, they was um, talking about how basically... If you're if you getting if you gotta do community service instead of doing community service, they'll let you get the uh COVID, the COVID vaccine. So to me, that don't sound like no, that don't sound <laughs> even at all. Cause if it's like you want me to do, I'm supposed to be suffering doing this community service. So if the equal to this is a COVID vaccine, that means I'm supposed to suffer from this vaccine too. <laughs> so I'm not fucking with it. That's insane. I didn't even, I didn't, to be honest, I've, I've taken a step away from the news because I just can't take it anymore. Yeah, no, nah, it's some, it's some different every time they got some new shit, some every time, bro. Yeah. I, I can't, I mean, thank God that Trump's out of office and, but I just, I still can't watch it. It's unbelievable, but I'm my mom at three is all that matters here. You're independent. You got out of your deal with Interscope. How's it feel to finally be independent and just talking about RBE and being in your group back in the day, how's it feel to be a solo artist? You don't have to rely on anyone. You have creative freedom. Now is where you can really direct and say what, how you want to go forth in your path. Yeah, nah, for sure. Um, it's dope. It's definitely dope being independent and shit because, um, you like, like you saying, you get to do your shit how you want to do your shit. But I say, the main thing is though, just like first starting off, you gotta you gotta learn the game. You gotta peep the game, figure the game out. Cause coming from like a, a major label with all these connections and all this money and all this shit, you don't gotta really do too much. All you gotta do is just go in the studio, record. They fuck what they fuck with, whatever, whatever. Do it how you gotta do it. Set up, get your rollout going, get your date when the time when the time come, and you ain't gotta worry about nothing else. They gonna make sure that shit do what it do. Compared to when you independent, you gotta go in the studio, you gotta get the music right, you gotta get the videos, you gotta get the rollout, the marketing plan, the budgets out your own pocket. So it's just like you gotta wear hella different hats instead of just being an artist and just focusing on that. You gotta do the whole complete job. You got to be everybody. And I've heard that you want to link up with Hip Boy and Zaytoven. Those are two people that you want to link up with. Yeah, for sure. No, most definitely. Me and Hip Boy, um, me and Hip Boy, we definitely going to get in there. He, he been doing his um, Nas thing. I think he got a project with Pac-Man coming. So, you know, it's just a, just everything be timing, but nah, me and Hit Boy definitely we finna do one for show for show. That's you said stone. It's just when a time right when everything aligned, but it's definitely gonna happen. You gotta get something on there with Hit Boy and Nas. I think that would be legendary. 
man, man, for sure. <laughs> I got to just keep doing my shit, man. I just got to keep doing my shit, man. He going to fuck with me sooner or later. I got to keep doing my shit. If it ain't on the first one, it might be on the second one. Yeah. He's going to come across it. I'm going to just keep doing my shit. And then somehow, some way, it's going to come across his eyes and shit. He going <laughs> to fuck with it. Now, I'm from New York, so I'm really strict when it comes to hip hop. I want the bars. That's New York. We we look at New York. You got the bars. You, of course, there. we're in the Bay Area. They have their own sound. This is this yeah. is something that I love about the Bay Area. What, what you do, Neff the Pharaoh, you keep it real. This is a continuation of what Mac Dre and E-40 did back in the day. The thing about New York now, they're all turning to the, the Atlanta sound, which I'm not a fan of. Everyone jumps on that one sound. I like the territorial sound because when I listen to you, automatically that's the bay area what's your take on how hip-hop has kind of just became all collaboration at once with sounds um, i personally feel like like me personally like i got my own style with my shit mm -hmm. I, but at the same time you can't be too stuck in your ways either though because like that's why like me personally i got a heavy a heavily like my whole family on my dad's side and my mama's side came from the south so they are from arkansas and from oklahoma so well oklahoma's like midwest-ish type shit but anyway they came from the south though so um they got they heavy accented pig feet hog mugs chitlins you know all that nasty shit so um me personally i'm just i was heavily influenced by the south even though i came up in the bay and like my uncle sound and all that shit, he was just heavily self-influenced with his shit. So me being influenced by him, I kind of pick up that sound a little bit. But then I got the Tupac side of shit to where it's just like all yeah. West Coast out. So it's just like, I personally like to blend. I like a blend between the two. Like I might do some this type of shit, then I might do this type of shit. But just what I noticed out my own eyes is like, like at the big festivals and shit, like they be they be fucking with like with our shit. They fuck with our shit heavily, like our West Coast shit, our Bay Area shit. They fuck with that shit super duper heavily. But what I also notice is, if you don't got that certain kind of beat, like that just heavy beat with them like certain shit, like if you don't got that at a certain tempo. To where they could really just do this right here, like they gonna fuck with it regardless. Like they gonna fuck with it regardless. Like whatever, however you coming, if you coming with your West Coast, you feel me? You feel me? They gonna fuck with that too. But if you got one of them, like, and how I noticed it, cause like anti, like anti is a major hit, right? But then it's like when we perform paramedic though, it's. <laughs> So it's like, even though that's still paramedic, still like West Coast is, but West Coast ish, but at the same time, it's more like a global sound to it. It's not just West Coast. It's like a global sound to it. Like, so I just noticed personally how the people re at them at them shows react. Like, yeah, the people when when you ride in your whip, they want to hear that that player music that. You feel me? But when you at these shows and these big festivals, they trying to lose their shit and go crazy and dun, 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 like that. Like, bro, they off hella X and shit, all this. All, they trying to fill the base. They trying to go up. Like, you feel me? So 
I like to cater to my people with my shit, but then at the same time, shit, I'm trying to get up there and have people going <laughs> crazy to my shit too. Like, you feel me? So I'm going to fuck around a little yeah. bit. You feel me? Like, if that's what they want, that's what they want. I think that you should have your own distinctness though. Like, even if you do hop on one of these kind of beats or this kind of sound, you should still be able to know like, okay, that's T.O., that's da-da-da-da-da. Like, the beats and shit be similar these days because that's what be making the songs, but the person on top, besides the auto-tune, they bringing their own shit to it though. So, I think you just gotta get past like, the similar sounds and the similar beats and shit and and really see what somebody's saying and what they really talking about even though you do got a lot of motherfuckers out here who ain't talk about nothing <laughs> you do got that i'm not oh, yes. i'm not saying you don't but i'm just saying like sometimes if you really listen you could differentiate one from the other and you could tell like okay he just one of them ones who trying to sound like him and then you could tell like oh no nah, he really that he really he's a he's a wave creator like yeah feel me for sure and that and that's what you are you're a wave creator a lot of these other artists out here i don't know about it and i think t pain spoke about it in his instagram clip that went viral yeah i think that was that was important you needed a figurehead speaking about that i think it's all about yeah. individuality having an ind- yeah. individuality because if it, it works out better for the artist that's who we you- forgot too t pain bro that's a big major yeah major reason why everybody coming how they coming out too t-pain really because like say for instance like with the nate dog type shit like he was really real deal vocal with his shit like sometimes i use out some sometimes on some of my shit i use auto-tune then like sometimes i don't like for this like for the oh my mama three for instance angels and demons i ain't use auto-tune i probably use auto-tune on one song which was this od with uh on bpz but mm-hmm. other than that song and that's just because it was a wavy type song and that's what they want to fuck with but on the rest of my songs i ain't have no auto-tune on my shit no. still singing and shit so it's just like you know t-pain he just had to he came with the heavy auto-tune shit so that just made everybody just go auto-tune you don't even gotta know how to sing just make it sound good with that get it how you live is a perfect example of not using auto-tune that yeah, for sure. good on that one. Yeah, I ain't used no auto tune on that. Get it how you live at all, for sure. And, and Demon Talk was the one that you really went in on. That was the yeah. The I ain't gonna lie. One. See that Demon Talk? I was in it, like I said, in the uh, get the tripping off that Remy. Like I was just in a booth in the studio. We had I had my bottle of Remy. I was just throwing that shit back. I probably drunk like damn near the whole bottle type shit. Like, like just out of there like drunk as fuck like i don't even know how i recorded the song i was so gone like i don't even (laughs) really remember i don't even remember recording the song i was so gone it was one of them songs to where it was just like an out-of-body experience song it's just straight yeah that's one of them like that's why like when you listen to it you could just feel it and you could hear it just like like the way my voice and shit is just like that's that demon talk that's that boy i ain't even you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that heavy heavy on it yeah you did your thing on that track and that's that's the one that that's that's probably my favorite one that you have on the whole tape just based off right. the energy because that's the one you were really going yeah. in on that yeah. and that's what i like i like those aggressive hip-hop tracks and so you know, sure. I, is that the one that you're looking forward to performing most once you get out there on that stage 
Yeah, I know that people gonna go up to that for sure, most definitely. It'd be crazy because it'd be like though, it'd be it'd be crazy because it'd be like a 50-50, it'd be like a 50-50 thing. It'd be like some people would hear that and be like, oh, I don't want to hear that shit. I want to hear that other shit, the singing mellow type shit. Then some people hear the singing mellow shit and be like, man, this shit too depressing. I'm trying to hear some energy yelling and shit. So you got to just know that that's just what come with it and just give them, give them everything. Like, you feel me? Supply everything. So if you don't like this, you might like that. If you don't like that, you might like this. Yeah. We got to get into the Black Panther soundtrack. That's epic. That's huge. You're part of And it's just not an ordinary soundtrack. This is probably one of yeah. the biggest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. You think about it, that Black Panther was huge when that dropped. And the fact that you were part of that and people remember that, that's history. For sure, most definitely. And besides, like, besides, like, of course, the major crazy big songs with the weekend and all that kind of shit but no just, people know your they, know your song but yeah but just based off people really listening to the project like that's one of the people's favorite songs off the whole project even though you got these big major songs and big major artists on there it's like we still stood out like they still was able to fuck with it now for people that don't know how did that all come about the fact that you were on this soundtrack um Kendrick had ended up reaching out to us and our managers had just ended up telling us like they didn't even tell us what we was doing they just sent us had us go to the studio when we got there Kendrick was in there type shit so that shit was dope um um but it was like it's just like one of those things to where you know like the Killmonger shit like he supposed to be from the bay from Oakland you feel me so it's just like even we not from Oakland we from Vallejo but like we a representation of the Bay Area. So it's like, who better to get on here for some young niggas that's not too short or E-40? Who better to get on here for some young niggas to just give you that vibe and show you, like, put you in a world? At the time, I didn't get it. Like, I didn't get why he wanted us to just, just do what we do. Don't do nothing. Just, I didn't get it at first. I'm thinking, like, okay, he don't want us to do nothing because they not finna use this shit, like... That's why he's saying just go in there and just do just do anything type shit because he don't he this shit they not gonna use this shit, but then once it came out and shit I real I got the full picture of it that's why that niggas goaded the way he is, is because it's like nah he didn't want us to do nothing but what we do do that shit because that's what gotta get across in this like once it get to that part of it like you gotta understand where Killmonger coming from like what the Bay is like like. You feel me? No, but congratulations. That's history for you. We all know the Nipsey Hustle story and how much you looked up to him and as much as important party played not only on hip hop, but in the world as just a, a leader, an activist. And the, I think it's so surreal that he showed you his phone and you were in his playlist. That's death. No, that's, death. No, that's for huge. Sure. For sure. That shit was, um, that shit was inspiration, bro. Cause, uh, just just growing up as a young nigga, just looking up to him, like, you know, to me, he was like the closest thing to Tupac that we had type shit. Cause just the way he kept it, like, it didn't matter. Like, and he was giving you the game, the blueprint. And it was plenty motherfuckers who took his blueprint and probably blew past him. But yeah. he ain't never get like um 
salty or nothing. He saluted everybody like because he knew his time was going to come. So he wasn't worried about it. He just wanted to see everybody win. And that's kind of like how, how I try to model myself. Like I try to model myself after that. Like just even with everything that just putting a group together, all that shit, just, just, I just be wanting to do the same shit. Just like, cause that's how I was just, I had the studio. I had this. I'm like, bro, niggas is good rappers. Niggas is dope. Come to my spot. Like, let's do this shit. I do your album. I do the group album, I, whatever, whatever you feel me. So I, I look at myself similar in that way too. Like you feel me? Just, just, want to see if I got the game if I know the knowledge I'm gonna give it to you and then if you go crazy with it do what you're supposed to do with it that's what you're supposed to do with it you're rare I'll tell you that and Nipsey was rare not a lot of people want to see successful people I'd say win that's the perfect thing to say it's tough I mean when you're successful you know I've heard your stories about the the things that happen to you and your in your career It, it happens to a lot of people but you know, it's important that we have the people in your position that say, you know, I want to see you win. I'm not, I'm not like the vultures out here. <laughs> nah, for sure. Because at the end of the day, it's like, we all, except for some of these, some people, some people, oh, yeah. but everybody had a struggle for sure. But I mean, some people really just be flagging with they shit, but we all come from some kind of struggle, bro. We all trying to, trying to make a way in this shit. So yeah. When it's all said and done, it's like, bro, you come from what I come from. Like, you go through what I go through. I go through what you go through. Even though it's more people get to look at what I'm going through and put and say what they feel about it than it is maybe you, but we still going through the same shit. So it's just like, if you going through what I'm going through, I most definitely respect it. I most definitely feel you. And I most definitely want to see you come up out of that shit. Yeah, it's it's important that you're doing that and just getting into to the work that you have in the past. You were Mozzie. What's your relationship with Guap Dad 4000? Cause you did have the chance to work with him on a song. Um, I, I had did a song. I think we on a song with a uh, filthy, I think filthy, had filthy put that yeah, filthy rich. Yeah. Filthy rich. He had put that together. He had hit me about the song. I had, uh, did, the, uh, did my, did my part for him. And then he had put him on it. Yeah, Guap Dad's another one of those personalities in hip hop, and he represents the Bay too. Yeah, no, most definitely, he got his own little wave and shit. He on his own, his own lane. Like that should be dope. Like that's opening it up for people in the Bay Area to be able to be themselves. Because it's like a lot of people think you gotta be just one way or like this or like that in order for people to pay attention or care for what you're talking about. So it'll cause a lot of people to be something that they not or portray something that they really won't do or that they really not with because they feel like this is going to have people support them. So when you got uh, people like him who are able to just be they self and make something out they self, that takes away the excuse for everybody else that's putting up this image or facade and trying to be something in order to be successful. That's showing that you don't have to do that. You can just be yourself and go up still. 
What was the most important conversation that you had with a legendary figure besides Nipsey Hussle? It could be, it could be anyone because it could be 40. It could be anyone that you came across during your time in, in the game. It could be even, you know, you work with, work with Mozzie. Did you ever meet the game? Is it, who's an artist that you would say that is of legendary status that you were able to have a good conversation with? Um, I say E40, E40 be giving me a lot of game, like coming up, he was giving me a lot of game on shit, just on like, on some don't get, don't change who you is to match what you got now like if you if you fuck with this person or you got this keep your solid foundation like don't switch up your foundation to match this shit like keep your foundation because at the end of the day you gonna need that more than anything is your solid foundation then i say um it was Two other things I say, Gucci Mane, when I had when um uh, when I had did the song with him and Filthy, um, when I had did the hook, you know, it was a remake to date to his original shit. Yeah. So when I had did the hook, he had told me, like, yeah, this shit hard as fuck, bro. This shit dope as fuck. Like, keep going crazy. Like, that was just dope as fuck to me because I grew up on Gucci and it's like I just did this shit to his shit. And he hopped on it and he fuck with it, and we shot the video, like, that just goes to show something, because it's like, okay, anybody could get on your shit, but that don't mean you're going to fuck with it. No. Like, But he fucked with it. So, and then the other one was it's, it's Snoop Dogg. Um, E-40 had ended up uh, putting me in contact with Snoop Dogg, because I, I just had wanted to meet him hella bad. So I'm like, fuck it. I think I got a little something, something like I'm, I'm got a little name to myself. Let me see if I could hit 40 and see if maybe he could get me in contact with Snoop. So I had hit 40. He had lined it up. So I had, we, I had put up on Snoop Dogg. And at the time we was all still cool or whatnot. I had a uh, D board uh, come in there with me and shit. So we just in the stew and I had this song called ghetto. I end up putting um I end up putting D-Boy on it for our uh Demon and Mufasa mixtape. But um I had this song called Ghetto. So I had sent it to him. He, they put it on the speakers, they he, they start playing it. And then he just started doing his like his snoop shit, like his snoop moves, his little groove and shit. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm just sitting there, I'm like. He feeling this shit. He feeling this shit. Then he like, man, this sound like some shit we would have made back in the day. Da, 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 da. And that's like, shit, that's all I needed to hear. Cause I'm like, damn nigga, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do some shit like y'all would make back in the day. You talk about this sound like some shit y'all would make back in the day. So I'm like, okay, mission complete. Like I did my shit. So it's just a little shit like that, bro, that just be giving a nigga more encouragement, you feel me, to just know, like, just keep going with that shit. Motivation. That's that's like epic and legendary at the same time. Snoop Dogg, yeah, E-40, Nipsey Hussle. Man, that's that's a hell of a career, especially yeah. that people acknowledge you like the legends. Because that's how I look at it. If you have the legends respect, you're golden. And 
you don't have to prove it to anyone else, not anyone your age. Once you're backed by the legends and the legends see something in you, it's all that matters. No, for sure, for sure, for sure. Because they know what it takes. So if they telling you like, yeah, you got what it takes, then shit, you must got what it takes. Yeah. And and you're one of those artists that actually respects the, the artists that came before. There's a lot of young artists out here that they couldn't care less. All they care about yeah. is doing the numbers on the streaming platforms nah, and, for sure. and making me money. personally, like me personally, like I'm not a numbers guy. I don't care about numbers. Yeah, Cause, no. because before Nipsey Hussle passed, like everybody would talk shit about him because he didn't have this many numbers or that many numbers or whatever, whatever. But you could see the impact that he got. Mm-hmm. So that just go to show you that numbers mean nothing. Nope. It means something to the people who care about numbers and to like, the famous in the higher echelon of the world, but to the real people, the everyday people who ain't never going to see, who maybe not a hundred thousand at one time or never going to see 200, whatever for them people though, it's like the shit that you saying means everything and they living by that shit and they listening to that shit and it's getting through, getting them through all of the shit that they're going through. Cause me not having my pops as a young nigga, only thing that I had got from my pops was a Tupac discography. So me being a young nigga, not growing up with my dad and just listening to this music, it's like it gave me a vision. It it it, it molded me. Like it it was like it was like it's talking to me deeper because I really felt the shit that he was saying, and it's just like. He died in fucking 96. I was born in 98. So Two years after. I wasn't even alive when he was talking the shit that he talking about. But it's years later, and I'm about, I probably was losing my shit about 10, 8, about 8 from 8 for sure. So I say 8. So about 2008, like from 1996 to 2008, you got a nigga growing up listening to this like and and what you're saying still caters to what he got going on right now that's timeless music that means that you was really saying something you wasn't just going in there trying to make a hit or trying to make the next hot record or sound good or had the most lyrics you was going in there and you was telling the truth and giving your message mm-hmm. that's that's the only way that it's able to to last the test of time it ain't gonna last the test of time if you just going in there trying to do it because it sound good or saying some shit that sound good or some shit that you heard or just because it rhymed. That don't mean nothing. It gotta be something like that's real, that that really, that you really telling the truth because when you tell the truth, somebody listening to it can say, damn, I just went through that yesterday or I'm going through that right now or damn, they was going through that back then too. So maybe it ain't that bad right now or I could get through this shit or whatever, whatever. Like it ain't just me. You feel me? No, it's, and that's why it's, it's so important that that we do have artists like you and, and explaining it in this great detail here tonight, but what's your most proudest performance? Is it Coachella? Cause that Coachella was monumental for you. I ain't gonna lie, um, Coachella, as far as what it mean, what it meant, and like, yeah, basically that, like, for what it mean and shit like that, definitely Coachella, because, like, I think the year before we went, it was, like, Beyonce or something like that, 
And I think I was I was watching that shit and it was just like, damn, like, uh, like, I shit, I probably never, I wish I could do some shit like this. And then next year, a nigga doing it. So yeah. that's that was definitely monumental. But just as far as like the show itself, because cause that's what I mean by like we ain't had him, we ain't had him different kind of songs. Like the songs that most that everybody knew went crazy, but it's like the songs that everybody didn't know didn't have the right beat mm-hmm. to the point to where they could just still go all the way up, even though they don't know it. But when we did Outside Lens in um, San Francisco, now that shit was crazy. Because every single song went up and and they knew all the words to the songs, even not the popular songs, just like the, the album songs. They knew those songs too. And you couldn't even see the end of the crowd, bro. Like it was so far back that you couldn't even see it. Like, and I think like we had, I think it was Janet Jackson and shit was on, was was like, was that day and shit too. So it was like crazy. Like we probably came on like four mother, like four, four people before Janet type shit. So it was like, I ain't gonna lie. That shit, like the Coachella shit was, was raw and dope as fuck but that shit though bro like i never that was the first time i ever like couldn't see everybody like like it was motherfuckers going up all like you can't even see them bro like it was crazy bro some crazy shit that is crazy did you get the chance to meet janet janet jackson no no i ain't gonna lie honestly I think we left after our after our set. We left. We ain't really stick around. Beat the crowd. Yeah, we we ain't really stick around. We had spent out afterwards. Yeah, but that's huge though. You know, that's that's something that you always remember. That's an accomplishment. Another check for the history books. And on my mom at three, angels and demons available on all platforms. Young TL, is there anything else you'd love to tell my audience? Anything else, man? Uh yeah, man, we got this um young TO little chic balling like tutu coming too soon. Um, that's finna drop. Um and yep, that's pretty much it right now, man. Look out for these festivals and these shows coming up in um October. I'll be posting them on my ground. And besides that, yep, just look out for that me and chic balling like tutu. Yep, for sure. Let them know they could follow you on Instagram and Twitter, most importantly. Uh, young T-O, Y-H-U-N-G-T-O. Everything is Y-H-U-N-G-T-O. You got that right. Young T-O, I want to thank you for coming on the show here today. Totally you know, appreciate you for having me, bro. No, you already know. No I doubt. I'd love to have you back to talk about the upcoming project I was Sheik. Sure, we definitely got to do it again. This ain't got to be the first or the last. You know. Yeah, no, you got that right, man. I want you to enjoy the rest of your night and, you know, stay safe out here, man. All right, for Shelly, you too, yeah. man. Peace, man.